Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I am your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me, as always, is the rocket to my sweet pea, Mr. Mm. Raul Rodriguez. Huh. Interesting uh, choice, but yes, we're back into Snyderman Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, like Billy said. <laughs> yeah, Raul Rodriguez has always said, we're doing something that, for me, is really mm. where in this podcast, we're doing a movie that I haven't seen. And oh boy, I'm surprised. Whether it's a good surprise or not, we're about yeah. to find out. Mm-hmm. Because this is the one movie in Snyder's filmography I dreaded. It's yeah. infamously... It, it's regarded as his worst movie. Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to agree it. A sucker punch. Yeah! We're gonna, di- we're gonna disappoint a friend of ours because... I know there's a lot of people that like this movie too, mm-hmm. and I wish I were one of them. Gwen likes this likes this movie. Well, Gwen also likes Legends of the Guardians more than most people. Well, Legends of the Guardians is fucking amazing. That is a good movie. Yeah, on a rewatch, it's much better. But mm-hmm. on a rewatch of this, this is not. <laughs> I'm gonna say this: if I this, this movie fucking mo- sucks. Yes. If I would have seen this movie in the theater, I would have said... I would have slept. I think I would have slept. And I'm going to say it right now. I did slept for like five minutes. I did not... Pro- I did not went back on the Blu-ray. I want to be very, very clear. I've been very clear about my love of Zack Snyder. And this uh-huh. pains me to say this. But I don't think everything he makes is great. Mm-hmm. This is this is that thing I was talking about. So you're saying that this is his lady in the water? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's not as it's not as frustrating as Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. It's worse in the sense that it's boring, and that's the thing. Because for me, even I told you this while I was watching the movie, I was surprised that I was bored. Even it was I- cool for like the first hour, half mm-hmm. hour maybe, and then it just kept going. It felt like it was dragging, and it's only two hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem with the movie, because that's the other thing. I well, well then it. again, I watched the extended cut. I which watched the extended cut too. Because that was the only one I got. I opened the Blu-ray for the first time. I bought this Blu-ray in Mexico maybe like eight years ago because it was really cheap. I think I got it for like $2. Blu-rays in Mexico are really cheap. I need to go again. But I'm like, one day I will watch this movie, and now that I saw it, I also hated that thing because it didn't say in the in the cover that you had to put this two to get the extended cut. So I watched the first five minutes of the real cut and then I put the this number two to watch the extended cut. This movie, I thought in the first part that we're gonna go into kind of like in the matter of madness kind of twist, especially when you see that thing of the flickering or like with, when we're in the brothel or that movie with Martin Scorsese and Leo, like a Shutter Island kind of a twist. But then I also thought it, you laugh at it, but I was like, it would have been a cool idea. What if this would have been kind of like a Matrix spinoff? I think that would have been a, kind of like a more interesting twist of all of the girls. I just are... wish this was a video game. Because mm-hmm. this would be a great video game. I think the girls trapped in the Matrix, like in those in those cocoons when uh, when Neo woke up. I think That's that what it's been, supposed to be. Because that would have been a much better twist, though. But it's also end. an unreliable narrator. Yes. So I liked that fact that it does mess around with it, but the transitions and what they were actually, 
like what they're getting in the fantasy world mm-hmm. and the real world barely connect. Well, this is the other thing that I'm confusing. We're going to get into the plot, so spoilers. Isn't it, technically, isn't it technically three worlds? Because in the first five yeah. minutes, technically the real world is when her sees, when the girl baby doll sees her it's mother. It's basically just a, an excuse for Zack Snyder to just be like, hey, I just want to show off some cool shit. It is some cool shit. Don't get me wrong. The, the visuals look amazing. I think this movie would have been better if it would have been like animated, though. Like oh, anime style. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because this feels like Snyder wanted to do an anime. I mean, he could. Mm-hmm. So, technically, world number one will be before Baby Doll gets her lobotomy. And Let's, world... you just want to you want to start the the plot re- recap. Well, 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 first, technically, this it? is the way that we. How do we talk about this movie? God damn it. Um. Well, technically, yes. So the movie starts. It is implied that the mother got killed or raped, right? Killed by the stepfather. So is this stepfather really a priest? Or was uh, it only a priest in the in No, it's a priest in her world? mind for some reason. Yeah. Well, let's say it was a priest. So the mother dies. And it's also very telenovela. We know that the mother died because of money. But the money is going to go for both daughters. So Baby Doll, the main character, she gets taken to a mental asylum because they accuse her that she killed her younger sister, even though we know that the priest did it. Well, accidentally, uh, didn't help. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he basically forced her into a mental asylum. Baby Doll, played by Emily Browning, who I remember from a series of unfortunate events. Oh, that is that girl! Yeah, and uh, yeah. American Gods, and I did not saw that show, sorry. Uh, there was uh, there was a movie called Pompeii with uh, Jon Snow. Oh, yes, She's yes, in... yes, I saw that movie in theaters. Yes, yes, that is her, mm-hmm. and that's how I know her. And it's it is a Zack Snyder's you get the the filters slow-mo. in this movie. There are slow mo up the ass, mm-hmm. and uh, title sequences. And the grays, as always. Re- a lot of grays and blacks. There's a lot of uh, filtered stuff. But also, I like the kind of like the way of how the asylum looks. It looks very Arkham. When we, we, we see it from afar, especially with the with the with the symbol. But also yeah, I like kind of like that thing that he's doing kind of like feels like a music video the first five minutes. Like it was like a, especially where uh uh, what's the name of the song? Dreams some made of this. Who am I to disagree? The the I song choices the are very on the nose, but yeah, the soundtrack is actually pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's pretty especially, good, like jukebox soundtrack. Especially because they use even though Snyder did it first, the White Rabbit song that they use in Matrix Four. Yeah, I knew you were gonna bring that up. Matrix I was 4 just is like, as soon as Raúl hears this, <laughs> he's gonna think of the Matrix. Yes, that terrible, terrible fourth movie. Shut up. It's a masterpiece when we get to it. Hey, hey. If we get to it. (laughs) If we get to it. Maybe we're already we're maybe we're already there. Ah. We're living the matrix, baby. (laughs) What question? Is this Oscar Access Force movie? Let let me see. Yeah, because there's an orderly named Blue and he's played by Oscar Isaac. This Mm -hmm. is before he got famous. Yeah, this is like before Lewin Davis and before Star Wars. Is it? 
Let me see. Uh, just keep keep. Yeah, because uh, like, Sucker Punch is like 2011. So technically, yeah, but she just gets keep into, keep recapping. Know, so uh, she gets plot. introduced to Blue, and Blue is kind of like a like an elderly kind of like a doctor. Uh, no, he is not. He actually did quite a few movies Ooh. before that of the first big movie. Oh shit! He's he was the narrator in the uh, the Steven Soderbergh Che movie. I didn't know that. Oh. But the first like sort of bigger movies or notable ones, uh, the Nativity Story, where he played Joseph. Oh wow! And um, Robin Hood at the very very end, he's King John. Which Robin Hood? The Russell Crowe Ridley Scott one. Wait, he was in that movie? He is at the very, very end. Oh wow. He's yeah. he's Prince he's Prince John. Oh. Oh yeah, cool. that was what he did. And then Inside Llewellyn Davis obviously was his big break. Mm-hmm. But it's weird seeing pre famous Oscar Isaac in anything. But he's still given his his all. Yes. Especially in that musical sequence. Oh, and we also we get introduced to the whole layout of the asylum, mm-hmm. and that this is a whole shithole. Oh, and that he, um, the stepfather bribed Blue to forge a signature of the psychiatrist, uh, Doctor Gorski, played mm-hmm. by regular Snyder collaborator Carla Gugino. Mm-hmm. Polish for some reason, which I'm I like that. Movies of Carla Gugino. <laughs> that's bull crap. It's that <laughs> tradition of working with an actor that mm-hmm. he's worked with previously, and we also get introduced to some of the girls. But anyway, forges the signature so she can get a lobotomy. Yes. So she. So it's to hush her up to, uh, from spilling the beans about how her sister actually got killed. Mm-hmm. So it's a cover up. And she takes note of four items that she needs to uh, to escape. The key, One, the key, fire, a knife, and the map. The map and the fifth thing that is a mystery. Ooh, the mystery. No, 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 no. I'm for me, my brain started to immediately go into TV mode. Exactly when she gets that needle thing by her head, and the lobotomy starts, and then we see that they were practicing a play. I'm like, is this movie within a movie? Because immediately this girl that is the oldest one, this, the older sister of Hunger Games, I forgot the, <laughs> name, the name of the actress. She's like, oh, I get this schoolgirl thing and the outfit, but the lobotomy, like we're supposed to turn people on. And I'm like, I was like, what the hell is going on? And I didn't oh, even So the whole it. thing... Uh-huh. This confused me the first time is yes. that she goes in the fantasy world whenever she has like too much anxiety or whatever mm-hmm. it wants to escape. And this is weird because she's getting lobotomized right now. But she's not connected to a to our Republican system like in Don't Worry Darling. To 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 no. take out her womanhood. Anyway. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the uh Sweet Pea. Mm-hmm. And everyone has nicknames too. Yes. And Sweet Pea, previous actor, uh Abby Cornish. Mm-hmm. Who mentioned was one of the owls and uh, owls of the ah, pool? Uh, she's also like the most buff out of all the girls as well. Really tall. Yeah, but uh, 
And, and her sister games. is Rocket, played mm-hmm. by Jenna Malone, who, yes. if you've seen The Hunger Games or Donnie Darko. The elevator you, you, scene. Yeah, <laughs> the elevator scene. But yeah, that's he's worked with Jenna Malone a couple of times now. Wasn't she in the BBS special cut? Yes, she was, where yes, she looked she like Emma Fife. Yes. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> And we also get introduced to Amber, who is Jamie Chung, mm-hmm. and Blondie, played by my childhood crush, Vanessa Hudgens. Ah, High School Musical. Yes, and this is the first thing I saw with her after High School Musical 3. Ah, not Disney approved. No. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's definitely grew up. <laughs> but Sweet Pea's the star, and she, of course, is a total bitch to baby doll mm-hmm. who's the quiet one and she even has like the anime girl hair like the, yes or it's very harley quinn hair uh, even it's the, the blonde the little, pigtails the little skirt and everything that she needed to say you can clean me right here Sus. <laughs> like from gravity falls it's it's so you're saying she's giffany yes or jiffany or I, jiffany. I don't know how you pronounce i don't know how you pronounce it dude <laughs> <laughs> so technically now we're in fantasy world number one. I call it the Brata world. Pretty much. And Oscar Isaac's got his hair slicked back and very you know, 20s pay- with, with the mustache. Yeah, the story is supposed to take place in the 1950s, by the way. Very Raul Julia. Oscar Isaac looks like Raul Julia here. And that's where people probably started going, oh, yeah, he should be Gomez. Yeah, and that's why he got the, the, the voice role in the yeah, voice uh, role. The really bad animated movie. Movies. Movies. I forgot there were two of them. Yeah. So technically, Baby Doll is getting her virginity is getting sold to the high roller. That is a man that is going to pay a lot of money in, what's it like, three days, right? Three or four days? Three days. Three days. And so. Oh, yeah. And she's got to learn how to dance. Yeah. It's a whole thing. There's a whole ballet studio and everything. I was going to say. Did Snyder try to do Suspiria? Especially it's very, with the it's very Suspiria. It's very Suspiria. I was like, I thought that the truth was going to be maybe they're witches too <laughs> because of Suspiria. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't really surprise me. It wouldn't make this piece of crap any better. Uh, honestly, if you will say they were witches and they had a spell of going to different realities, it would have made a little sense though. They'd put a spell on you. Uh-huh. Ooh. And now they're mine. Mine! Can we talk about the Bass Lerman homage that Snyder put out there? Oh, the musical number? With Carlos Gugino wearing red hair. And Oscar Isaac. And you know what? They both got good singing voices. Mm -hmm. And they look really hot. And the various stages of the show with each of the four girls. Mm -hmm. And I will be the first to admit, they're all hot. They're, They're all very, very hot. Everybody has their special moment and the beautiful focus on dances and sparkle and glitter. I started to build this before we recorded. I think that Olivia Wilde got inspired to do Don't Worry Darling. But crap here. At least this movie was fun though. <laughs> for, for a little bit, sure. For a little bit, yes. Oh yeah. But anyway, Baby Doll learns to dance. And whenever she does, she just closes her eyes and then we get the camera panning you- over. And then the first video cut game cutscene. Did it literally notice? is like a video game cutscene. Mm-hmm. Do you notice Randall Park, the guy from Ant Man? Oh yeah, he was he there. He was there for like one second, like he really was. quick. 
But then we get random cameo uh, from she's in feudal Japan for some reason. It's like Kill Bill Volume 2. Yes. Or, or like Kill Bill, the end of the first one. And uh, you know why you're reminding me? man, Scott Glenn, stick from Daredevil. Oh, but I was going to ask you because he has a very Leonard Nimoy kind of voice. Yeah, like, he's he's very Leonard Nimoy, but yeah, that's Scott yeah. Glenn. Oh, wow. Uh, because immediately he says, like, the mission of, kind of like a video game, you have to get a knife, a map, and the last thing is a mystery, and you have to do a sacrifice, and then you will find out. And I love how she's like, uh, what do I do? You have to face them. And I love how the guy's like, goodbye. He just cl- cl- closes the gates. And then we get the CGI samurai. They are huge mechs. This movie is very steampunk, too. You know what? Just came into my head what those samurai people reminded me of. The samurai robot from the Wolverine. Pretty much. Except <laughs> they have, except these samurai have machine guns. Yes. But not only that, you know what it reminded me too? That the temple was covered in ice. You know what the movie needed? Some yetis like in The Mummy 3. No. No, it did not. <laughs> it did not. Anyway, we get uh, most of this is cool fight scenes mm-hmm. that go on for like 10 minutes at a time. And it's very well choreographed and it's mm-hmm. very well shot. But the problem is these little vignettes. Everything, these would have worked better as a video game mm-hmm. or a series of short films. I would have made that. When as a full-length movie, no. they do not have any connective tissue. No, none of them could do. The other thing is we don't ever actually see Baby Doll dance. Especially because I was going to say, that thing that says at the beginning, an angel could be anyone it can show in any character. I thought that the review was going to be that the bus driver... Was kind of like an angel for all of them. Remember that Scott Glenn shows up in the whole thing? That is exactly what it is, but we don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Baby Doll convinces the four of them, including the dubious Sweet Pea, she is very dubious, um, to make an escape. And she's like, apparently, since my dancing is just the greatest thing ever, I'm going to dance to distract and then. All you girls, one by one, will take a certain item so mm-hmm. we can do this. And then they literally stop the movie in a dressing room on a chalkboard on mm-hmm. one side. Yeah, like you think that no. Luckily, nobody uses the other side of the chalkboard. Conveniently, they got lucky. They got very lucky, and the fact that they don't have like a notepad that they can just like write something yeah. down and keep in their pocket. Right so keep the, on them, so not this big chalkboard right there. Or right in the back of the map. Or that. It's very simple fixes. But they go in, and they're and uh, Sweepy is just like, if anything goes wrong, we're calling this off. Just, we're calling this off. And Rocket's like best friends with Baby Doll for some reason, because she showed her the ropes. Mm-hmm. Or the poles, in this case. <laughs> and... They're like, okay, no, we're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to kick some ass. So what happens? These adventures include infiltrating these little vignettes to where it's infiltrating this World War I bunker, but it's very steampunk-expired. Do you notice the the stippling penises? Yes. And (laughs) and these are 
uh, zombie Nazis, his weird fascination with zombies. And Cal- not only that, there were zombies. That they also you can kill them like that soldier thing from Hellboy 1 or 2 from Guillermo del Toro that they were covered with sand and that thing of like twists. Yeah, steampunk. Very Call of Duty. Like, and also that movie, uh, Overlord. Yes. It's they very look overlord. a lot like the zombies from Overlord. Well, where do you think they got them from? Oh, yes. And they all, of course, get these very sexy outfits. This I had just finished my first year of high school, mm-hmm. so you could just imagine, just mm. like I was just I had mouth down. I was, I thought this was a porn for a second. And <laughs> it's it's very to, there, there, there's a video game called Lollipop Chainsaw. It's very much like that, except not mm-hmm. silly and colorful and fun. Mm-hmm. It's just groomy and dark, moody and at first this sequence. It's really fun. It's kind yes. of badass. And uh, so they need to get the map. And Sweet Pea copies a map of the brothel mm-hmm. from, or the institution, from Blue's office. Even though Blue is actually an orderly. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is it's it's her trying to cope. And then they storm. For some reason, it turns into World of uh, War... Warcraft with all Lord, these orcs. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and they're always like, there's this general played by Scott Glenn. Mm-hmm. Scott Glenn is kind of like the NPC kind of character in the fantasy world. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And for some, and they of course got a crap ton of machine guns mm-hmm. and stuff. And I will say that behind the scenes, the production looked really fun. Mm-hmm. And that all the women involved, they've said nothing but good things about Zack Snyder as like a guy, as a director, like so stand up. They they all got along really well from and it's a diverse cast as well mm-hmm. um, for all these women to come together and actually get along so well. They did have they reunited two years ago. Well, everybody except for Carla Gugino. Mm-hmm. And they're all seem to still be on good terms. Nice. That's really oh, cool. and Zack Snyder did say there is a director's cut of this movie somewhere. Because this is the first time he felt like there was studio inter- interference. That studio, of course, being Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, no, I got a director's cut. It's somewhere. Uh, what we're going to do with it, who knows? There's another Snyder cut over there. Yeah, I'm, I would be interested to see that version of Sucker Punch. I want to know what kind of crazy shit he came up with. Mm. more out of curiosity than anything if it and has, i've been shitting on this movie like crazy if it has some scenes to overextend the plot of the institution i think they will have this is what the movie needed it or like to focus more on the video game world because this is the other thing we never see baby doll dancing every no. time that she's gonna dance we cut into fantasy world she closes her eyes the, the camera does a 180 mm-hmm. and then we're in the fantasy world yes which was entirely green screened, but yes. it's not bad green screen. And the the uh, choreography and the combat, mm-hmm. or the like the fight choreography, really good. Because they use all kinds of weapons too. But also the mix with like between the mix of CGI and like regular cinematography, it looked pretty well, especially in the in the temple in the first one. The way that she walks up and the temple gets destroyed, that looks pretty damn well. So. I thought 
when they revealed that thing of the dragon, when they slayed the dragon in the fantasy world, I thought that the dragon was the chef. But then I got confused because the chef and another crazy person were wearing a lighter with a dragon. Okay, so the thing is that, well, first of all, the chef tries to rape Rocket. That's, mm-hmm. It's not like up to interpretation. Baby doll he, saves Rocket. Yeah. Right, Baby doll saves Rocket from getting fucking raped, mm-hmm. which we just learned that Jenna Malone was sexually assaulted during Hunger Games. So oh. that's very bad, knowing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's too fire producing crystals inside a baby dragon which they slit its fucking throat too mm-hmm. they're very brutal with it and then it turns into dungeons and dragons quest for some reason i'm on the thieves coming soon even I'm though on. they have the uncharted plane up there with yeah. vanessa hudgens shooting a, a fucking 50 caliber machine gun into a bunch of orcs mm-hmm. like none of these mix and the whole thing is uh Jamie Chung, Amber, takes the lighter from the the quote-unquote mayor's pocket. You can say that Sucker Punch... This is... dude looking like the penguin, by the mm-hmm. way. You can say that Sucker Punch is Zack Snyder's ultimate fan fiction because it, it has, like, a lot of inspirations, though. Like, there's some, like... It's like a weird steampunk anime. Yes. That... I think if this would have been made in an anime style, and maybe it still would have been story, weird, but it would make more sense. It would have had more edge, though. The story you still can't save the story, though. No, you can because it's not. It's not good. Because I had like three different theories of the twist. I thought it was gonna be a matrix kind of twist, or the the other thing I thought that. Baby Doll was watching a movie about herself, and that was brought to world. I thought that was going to be kind of like another way of seeing the whole thing. And the third twist, I was thinking kind of like this whole thing, all of this is a video game. And I thought they were going to review who's controlling the video game. Oh, so it was going to be like the movie Serenity? Not the mm-hmm. not the one about fire, uh, no, the, the sequel to the Firefly series. The one with Matthew McConaughey and Anna Hathaway. Spoiler yes. alert, the whole thing was a fucking video game. And I saw that in a theater and I just went, what? <laughs> I had a, uh, we had a friend of ours, Aaron, and he said that uh, somebody just went, yo, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> when they saw that it's, it's a bad movie. It's a, it's an experience. <laughs> I could tell you. Wow. That. Yeah. And then uh, the third mission was they boarded a train uh, fighting robots to disarm a, bar- a bomb. And, and they look a lot like the robots from my robot. Yes, without the creepy faces, thank yes. God. Um, and it's Rocket stealing... Mm-hmm. Every time I say Rocket, I'm thinking Rocket Raccoon. It's just I just weird. call her Hunger Games. <sighs> okay, but Rocket stealing a kitchen knife from the cook because mm-hmm. he has a like a but- the classic Michael Myers butcher knife on him in a like a knife belt. You know what I thought with the chef because they always focus on him cutting stuff. I thought they were going to reveal that one of the girls, maybe one of the girls died a few days ago and they were eating one of the girls. I thought that was going to be kind of like a weird kind of like horror kind of twist that they were eating themselves too. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And then this fantasy, um, 
is cut short because it's Rocket sacrifices herself to save Sweet Pea. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the bomb detonates, like when the when the train bomb detonates into the city, random city, that I just kept thinking it's the city from Watchmen that Doctor Manhattan created. Yeah, maybe that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Snyder because he loves putting in his Easter eggs, mm-hmm. and it's paralleled by the cook stabbing Rocket in the mm-hmm. gut, and then we get. Uh, the actors are trying, but it just falls like very flat. I was like, "Oh no, oh my gosh!" Anyway, I think the only one that he was acting was Oscar Isaac and um, um, the Gerald's game. I forgot her name right now. Carla oh, Car- Carla Gugino. Yeah, look, well, Jen Malone the- and Abby Cornish are good actresses, but mm-hmm. at the- I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to the light. Tell mom I said this," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> and then oh blue over here heard blondie who is like in the dance studio and basically spills the whole beans to carla gagino because mm-hmm. she's actually trying to help him uh here she's not dr gorski she's madam gorski mm-hmm. and uh because he knew something was up because he's like oh what's all this and he's basically saying yeah i know you guys are planning something i'm not an this idiot this is the scene that i didn't expect it that's I actually appreciated that. I'm like, okay, he's not a he's not a fool. Mm-hmm. Because it's it would be so easy to make him just the random asshole that doesn't know anything, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, how did they trick me? Mm-hmm. But no, he overheard blonde uh, Vanessa Hudgens spilling the beans, and so he locks Abby Cornish in a closet, and he confronts the other girls. I'm really sorry about my dad coughing in no, the no background. Um, I cannot help that. I'm no sorry. Worries. It k- kills Jamie Chung. And Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. To, he just brutally shoots him in the head. Yep. To, luckily, we don't see it. Mm-hmm. But it's still... It's very uncomfortable. It, this, this backstage feels very claustrophobic. Yes. And then, I appreciate a lot of this movie, but there's just some stuff I'm like, nah, that's not that good. And especially it, because I really like a, a line from Carlos Gugino. She's like, just leave them alone. Let them have this small hope of a fantasy of freedom. Especially because they relate. He's very to, on the nose. And it relates to the freedom speech that we know because this is the other thing that I didn't expect from the movie. That the high roller is John Hamm. Yeah, really random creepy, John Ham. A really creepy makeup John Ham. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, is he wearing like rouge? Yeah. People <laughs> are rouge. People so... are rouge, like in Family Guy. <laughs> oh god. And then not only did Blue kill them, mm-hmm. uh he tries to rape Baby Doll. Mm-hmm. She stabs him in a fr- with a in the shoulder. With a, the kitchen knife, mm-hmm. which she had taped underneath the stage. That's another thing. They just taped him underneath. Mm-hmm. That tape is going to go bad and it's going to fall if you don't do it fast enough. That tape was a, was a wizard. a wizard. And stole the key and then she frees Sweet Pea and they start a fire to keep the orderlies occupied while they look for the exit, which they can find with the map. See, mm-hmm. it's all coming together. And then they escape into the courtyard, and then it turns into the sound of music for a second with all the black cars and, yeah. I assume, guys that look like Nazis. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, oh, oh yeah, they're all men, by the way. All the men are portrayed as pigs and mm-hmm. all the women are victims, which obviously. Yeah. You could say that. It, I w- wouldn't mind so much if he didn't just dress them in these skimpy outfits. Yeah. There's a way to make people look sexy, but not objectify them. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the women were fine with it. Yes. And it was not lost on me, though, that Baby Doll keeps getting skimpier outfits as each fantasy goes on. Yes. You notice that, too. Especially at the end, because she realizes, I thought that the sacrifice was the other two dying. She realizes that, no, that's her sacrifice is for her to stay and letting Sweet Pea go. Because it was really Sweet Pea's story, even though we never indicated that at any point. I was going to say that. It was what just doesn't make Sweet Pea the protagonist. If you wanted to make her the protagonist, go for it. Mm Mm-hmm. What makes this girl so special? We don't know. Everything is so paper thin. You know what song it needed- made me so mad? <laughs> you know what song needed to be in this movie? When Baby Doll is facing all of the men as we see as we pee running away and she sees that beautiful dress to put on away and she's walking slowly. You can hear what I done to face myself. That's how the movie should have ended right there. that movie that that song is the ultimate closing song for any movie ever yes thank you transformers uh, this is my other question about the movie when we see sweet pea grabbing the dress immediately the movie cuts off and we go into jam ham and she's some jam hams well she kicks the dude in the nuts by the way yes so is this cut of edit is implying that she technically, after she faced this dude, she got sent still to John Ham, right? Yeah, so that's the, the other thing. They're, the transitions are terrible. Yeah, this is a really weird cut. So I'm like, so we're still in Brato world. This is not another world. They and, never establish uh-huh. this. And it's like, oh, the twist is that she was crazy the entire time. Mm-hmm. And this was all just to cope with having a fucking lobotomy. And not only that, it's very Wizard of Oz because then we see everybody in the asylum. That and you were there. And, you were, and there. you were there. And you were there. Because I'm going to you in the nuts, too. <laughs> John Hams is the lobotomy. The one that's giving the lobotomy. Especially because John Ham is the high roller that wants to take out her virginity. So you can say that the lobotomy was to take out her, the innocence of her mind. It's it's symbolism, symbolism. but it's it's obvious symbolism. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it worse. And this was right in the middle of Mad Men for John Hamm Ah, as well. So this is very strange to see. And it's weird to think that this is the movie right before Man of Steel, because he had already Zack Snyder had already gotten the job. He had finished the movie like when he was doing press tour, he was he was deep in pre-production for Man of Steel. Oh, I didn't knew this. Uh-huh. So I I saw an interview once where they asked, "Oh, who would win in a fight, the girl, these girls, or Superman?" And he just went Superman, obviously. And then they were all just like, "We're gonna have a talk with Mister Snyder after this." <laughs> like they were like, <laughs> "No way," because everybody knew he was gonna. Zack Snyder was directing a Superman movie, which yeah, I didn't know that until 
because I wasn't following movie news at that time. All I knew is that, oh, there's going to be a new Superman movie. Uh-huh. I knew that. I didn't know Zack Snyder, the guy that had directed 300, yeah. was going to do it. And then when I learned about that, I was like, oh, and it's produced by Christopher Nolan. Hell yeah. I was so, so excited. And then the response came out for that. And uh, man, I remember that response, but I was still. I was so happy. Uh, I saw that, it in theaters opening weekend. Nice. Well, I saw it in opening theaters, too. And it has been, what, like 10 years that it came uh, out? 10 now. years this year. And it's still a great fucking movie. And it's been 12 years since Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to think of that it happened so long ago. So, this is my thing about the... Uh, well, now we're going to the end. Oh, of- no, 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 no. Um, we're about to we to wrap the movie. Yeah, from the... Because it happened... Was- if you guys don't know how a lobotomy works, uh, they stick a metal rod right in between your eye and then mm-hmm. hammer it. Mm-hmm. And fully conscious, by the way. No, like, anesthesia or whatever. There's a reason why it's been outlawed. Mm-hmm. And the lobotomizer, uh, John Hamm, was just like, she looked like she wanted it. Yeah. He's like, I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just already gone. Mm-hmm. And everything. And then... He's like, I don't know why you uh, authorized this procedure. And she's like, I didn't. But Blue forged the signature and called the police on his ass. Mm-hmm. After he gets a bunch of these orderlies to get him in a room alone and starts just, he's like, no, this isn't how it's supposed to be. She's gone. Mm-hmm. And like starts kissing her and stuff, but she's already lobotomized. So mm-hmm. what the fuck, dude? Yeah, it's implying that only Sheila Bottom is like she's like technically dead inside. Like there's nothing there. She's in they're kinda of like implying that she's kinda of like a vegetable now. I'm I'm i I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Puss and Boost, the last witch. Don't you know I'm dead inside? Yeah, uh the <laughs> fucking villain. Oh man. That's a great movie though. <laughs> that movie did not need to be as good as it was. Now that wolf, whew, great villain. I'm actually excited about the new Ninja Turtles because it's done in the same animation style. I hope we get more movies in that animation style, that sort of 2D, 3D combo. I, I'm liking that Spider-Verse is standing this trend. That this kind of Spider-Verse started it all. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get across the Spider-Verse and the TMNT uh, reboot, I guess, mm-hmm. around weird. the same time. So it's going to be great for kids. And men teenagers. And and and, and, and men. Forty-year-old men, (laughs) but such as yourself. (laughs) So, shut up. Carla Giugino says that she killed, uh, she stabbed an elderly, and she freed a woman. So it's implying that everything that happened in Brato World happened at the same time in the institution. So he's saying that Brato World and the institution is technically parallels the same story. So technically, Fantasy World was completely in her lobotomy. Yeah, they never they may never make it clear whether she was already lobotomized and thinking uh-huh. about this or if this was happening prior to. Yeah, because you can say that everything that happened was before and when John Ham arrived, this is the day of her operation. Because he is the high roller and he's the lobotomizer. So yeah. 
and this is my other question. When we see Sweet Pea getting to the bus, is this Brata world or is this the real world? Okay, so I have the IMDb synopsis and oh yeah, uh Blue gets arrested, Oscar Isaac gets arrested, and yeah. he incriminates the stepfather mm-hmm. too. And she's got this like serene look because it says having apparently found freedom with her own inner paradise. Mm-hmm. And it is revealed her dream is actually a fantasy flashback paralleling events that really happened in the hospital. So it was happening, but the fantasy world was just her way of coping. Mm-hmm. And then at the bus station, because Sweet Pea managed to get away, uh, we meet this bus driver, um, Scott Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, who misleads the police and allows her to board. And we see also there's this restaurant called uh the paradise oh i think as they're driving away mm-hmm. and that's how the movie ends it's just ends it was weird but is the bus the real world or is it brought the world they fuck it who cares oh god especially because this is the other thing that i noticed the institution world is like almost black and white and brought the world is very colorful so I thought this we be in the bus. She was in Brata World. I so guess we that's the... the whole thing. It's the ambiguous ending. It's the it's same thing with Inception. Ending. Yeah. With although their Inception actually does have an answer to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my whenever Michael Caine is in a scene, that is real life. He is mm-hmm. there in the ending. So what happens? That is real life. With uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his kids. He does reunite with his kids, although the top being that, no, the top there makes it feel ambiguous. Mm-hmm. But Michael Caine said, if I am in the scene, it is reality. Oh. So it really happened. Okay. The fact that he was able to spin, spin a dreidel that long, though, that's not the case. It was a wizard. A wizard. A um, wizard did it. This movie was a movie. <laughs> And I'm going to bring it up again, especially because the movie ended with the credits, with the musical number, and everybody dancing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm pretty sure Olivia Wilde stole a lot from this movie, though. But Olivia Wilde, even though that was a bad movie, too, don't worry, darling. Um, Like you said, it would have been really interesting short films and music videos, all of the different fantasy world, the video game world. There is no cohesion in this movie. It feels... I will be curious if Snyder ever releases a Snyder cut of this movie. But I don't even think that will make the movie sense, though. Because I don't think that he wrote this movie with kind of like with plot. I think this was just like to show off how... Yeah, how- when people accuse him of doing that with DC stuff, I'm like, no, actually, this is the thing. Yeah, but people don't get as offended because this is just him doing whatever he wants. This movie was more style than substance. Like this is that thing. Style. Yes, this is the thing that he has criticized the most for, which mm-hmm. is style over substance. In this case, it is very much so. It is very much true. I will have to agree. And for me also that I like Snyder, I was surprised that I was bored during this movie, even though it has beautiful visuals, though. Yeah, at a certain point, it just drags to a crawl. Mm-hmm. And I had to pause it like three different times. And I was, I slept I was getting like distracted. And I was like, man, I wish I... I feel bad. 
I've become the very thing I've sworn to destroy. destroy. Um, but it's not the worst movie that I have seen, though. Not by a long shot. No, no, it's not good. It's not the worst thing. Uh, but it is. I can't give it a good score. No, like this is like for me. This is not like Rogue One level so bad. Or don't worry, darling. Don't worry. That is one of those, one of the worst movies I have seen in the last five years too. Um, but yeah, um, this is hard though. I will give it a five. I'm really disappointed with this movie. I had some really good uh, good expectations, but it looks beautiful and everything. But I'm like, you know, and everybody knows this, even Billy. If I don't give a shit about the story, you lose me. And I didn't even care about the characters, though. No. Uh, I'm going to be surprising people. This is a three and a half. Damn! Lady in the Water is a uh, two. Yes, I remember. And then Last Airbender is a one. I remember. So this is in the lower echelon of bad movies for me. That's not a good thing. Oh, 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 I got it. If this was a letterbox store, which it is, uh-huh. one star. Which one is worse, this or Cats? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, about the same. Interesting. Because at a certain point, it's neat visual. It's basically the same movie in the sense where it's just neat visuals. There is no plot whatsoever, and the transitions... There is no connective tissue. It's just random shit on the screen. Just it is. It's, it's it's basically like dangling your keys in front of a cat. Yes. Or a dog or whatever for two hours. At least there, there was no Judy Dench though. That doesn't make it any better. But we did have Oscar Isaac. Ah, uh, true. Um, but yeah, like like the children say, the Gen Z's. This was a movie. We could say that was Chris Pine, right? Like this, it is a movie. <laughs> Going back to Don't Worry, Darling. No, that was Harry Styles. Harry Styles, thank you. Yeah, and Chris Pine just looking on, like God, please kill me. The Don't Worry, Darling press tour was more interesting than the damn movie. That press tour was such a disaster. Yes. It is as bad as the Fan Four Stick press yes. tour. That is the biggest disaster you will ever see in the world. Like, all-encompassing, not just the movie, but everything leading up to the movie. Everything about that went wrong. I don't know how, but everything went wrong. Fan Stick is worse than this movie. For me. Well, Fan Stick has one of the worst third acts you will ever see in a movie. Yes! This has one of the most boring third acts you will ever see in a movie. Pretty to look at, though. It's at least pretty to look at. Fan Force was not pretty pretty to look at. No, because that was made by a studio. Mm-hmm. That was not made by Josh Trank. No. <laughs> at least really, the, really the, the Trank cut. That whole last third, or that after one year later. The wick. That's when it starts to Trank. Mm-hmm. Just lower and lower. See? I did that. I, I got the um pun in but we're almost done with this month yes so next week we're gonna do the netflix one right yes we're gonna we started it with zombies we're gonna end with zombies we're doing army of the dead Ooh. available now on netflix i 
haven't seen this movie since I saw it in theaters. You, I you did, did too. It too, right? Of course I did. It's going to be interesting, though, because I remember that I liked it, but I have some thoughts. I don't remember how I felt about it. I was very in the middle, though. I was also in the middle. There is one thing I know for sure I did not like, but I uh, I'll leave that for another time. Yeah. Until then, oh, yes, and then the next month will be decided by you guys. I haven't yes. put up a poll yet, but we do have, we're going to do another director. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four choices that hopefully, there are certain ones I would want more than others. Mm-hmm. Others I just put there because that would just be like really cool to get to, mm-hmm. but we're, we're probably going to get to them eventually nice. down the road. But until then, where can the good people find you, buddy? You can find me at Sobis or RDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd, and on TikTok at RDC. Please also follow the podcast and SYNS pod on Twitter if Elon hasn't destroyed it more than it, that it should. And you, Billy? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Master of Puns 196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our podcast uh, at SYNS pod on Twitter, as well as give us a, a review and just give us a like a written review and a five star on Apple, as well as listen to us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun.